Welcome to Galactic Guidance, the show that channels the wisdom of beings from higher realms. Join us as we tap into the cosmic consciousness and receive messages of clear guidance to help us navigate our spiritual evolution on planet Earth. So sit back, relax, and let's connect into the higher frequency. How are you going, Marcus? Last time we spoke, you said that um, you are probably spending more time channeling Amid during your personal yeah. time. How's that yeah. going? Good. Yeah, everything's going uh, going really well. Just yeah, just continuing to get more and more comfortable, you know, with the whole idea. Because as you know, I was pretty. <laughs> Uh, terrified of doing this sort of live even though i've been doing it for a very long time and i have done it live you know in the past or not live but recorded and sent out to the world but now it's you know it's a time to really get it out into the world and so that's what we're doing which is exciting yeah. awesome awesome so what do you do like if you have a dilemma or a question do you just check in yeah, yeah I, uh, well two things generally either I ask, what do I need to know today? What does everyone need to know today? And then topics will come and conversations will happen. I can also tune in in regards to the program I run, just what's the next module or what's the next thing that needs to be taught. Uh, or yeah, if I need specific help, then I'll ask, okay, what do I do in this situation? <laughs> do you feel incredibly blessed that you've got this opportunity to get mentorship from yeah. a high dimensional being? was kind of weird because I never thought of it that way. I'd always used it for sort of specific stuff, either building the course or uh, having things to go and tell everybody about. Um, and then I channeled a whole lot of stuff a while back and I was reading it out to Stephanie, my wife, and she said, you know, you don't have to share this with everyone. This could just be for you. And you know, you can use it just for you if you want. And I went, I hadn't even thought of that. I can actually use it for me. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So that's that's what I do from time awesome, to time. Awesome. I yeah. use that word because Ahmed's the one who's, who used it, who, right. who said she was your mentor. Yes, and true, so, true. So how fascinating. Before yeah. we go, before you um, go down deep and connect yeah. with Ahmed, do yeah. you know where Ahmed is located in the galaxy? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, she uh, is, she's from the Lyra system. Mm -hmm. So uh, the Lyra system is one of the first systems that uh, expanded when the universe did what the universe did. And uh, so, yes, yeah, she exists in the Lyra system. And, uh, yeah, from what she tells me, it's a binary star system. Um, and uh, there's a number of sort of planets that are around there. Vega is one of the planets that is quite connected to Earth and information that comes through. There are Vega machines. There's movies made from about the Vega uh, star sort of system which is part of the Lyra system and so it's all sort of comes from that end of town awesome. <laughs> galactic so what, end of town what dimension is that uh the the stars themselves are not any dimension they're <clears throat> transdimensional it's the beings the consciousness within the within mm. the uh space that you know that has the dimension and uh it's a much more expanded dimension than here it's um I don't like to use higher or lower, and I mean, it's yeah. really particular about that, not higher or lower, because it gets caught in our sort of three-dimensional brain, four-dimensional brain that sort of traps us in this sort of realm. And we've got to start thinking spherical is what she keeps telling me, yeah. rather than linear. Yeah, last time. <clears throat> yeah, right. So, so it's hard to, you know, 
yeah, it's hard to give it a number and say that's the ninth dimension or the 20th or the 500th or the whatever, because that's quite linear. It's an expanded version of what we experience and therefore they have access to other other abilities, you know, the ability to manifest like that. The Well, there's, you know, they don't even talk about manifestation because things just appear when they need to appear and they want to appear. They're more in flow than we are. They've got a different relationship to time and space and uh, <clears throat> they just hold a deeper level of wisdom is probably how we would experience yeah. just a deeper level of wisdom because they've transitioned past a lot of the things that we're experiencing right now. You know, those experiences of fighting each other and, you know, this is all mine and not yours. You can't have it. And it's, do you know what I mean? These, these just bizarre concepts of, yeah, just mine. Yeah. It's not mine. It's ours. These bizarre don't... concepts of war. <laughs> well, that one especially, yeah, that a really bizarre concept, you know, yeah. that, you know, and they have a very uh, strong relationship with that whole concept that we're all one, you know, and we're one particle of the whole big thing and they have a very... Uh, intimate relationship with how that unfolds and how that works yeah so she's a physical so, being right yeah totally and, totally. and can you describe her to mm. her in terms of the way she looks uh she would be about uh 10 feet tall nine feet tall something like that uh fairly long and skinny long and skinny arms uh, -huh. uh i imagine her in a sort of white cape almost not cape not cape but you know like robe type of thing yeah. Uh, and when she walks, it's not like she's walking. It's like she's floating. Like she's got legs and arms and stuff, but yeah. So it's like she floats. Do you know what her particular work is? Like what her job is over there? Jobs again, one of those constructs that we yeah. don't understand. But she she has a role in doing what she's doing, mentoring and supporting other life forms to transition. And really. A lot of the work they all do is in that sphere, is in the expansion of consciousness and assisting the frequency and vibration of the universe and holding um, holding that in the energetic quality of the universe. So they play sort of big roles in that because they've transitioned past having to farm and, you know, <laughs> make food and all that sort of stuff is sort of they've transitioned past that. They don't have that issue or worry or concern and, um yeah it's sort of a you know it's kind of interesting because we're on a not uh, similar sort of trajectory but we're doing it with ai a bit but you know there's always talk that one day none of us will have a job and ai will do all the jobs and we'll have time to spend now when you sit there and think about wow what would we do right if we had a higher expanded level of consciousness what we would do is work on consciousness mm. <laughs> we would work on love we'd work on harmony we'd work on interconnecting with the universe we'd work on some pretty cool stuff. Yeah, awesome. Um, we wouldn't do what we think we might do, which is, oh, I'm just going to go and play, I don't know, Xbox 24 hours a day because <laughs> yeah. I don't have to work. Yay! <laughs> that's yeah. not necessarily how we would do it. Um, that's, so they have that time, whatever that is, um, to do that higher conscious work. And there's a couple of star systems that play a role in this and help maintain our sector of the universe and there's 12 sectors of this universe this this yeah universe and uh there are a number of planetary systems that help maintain that and are responsible for that so that's a collective effort not just yeah so while we're so busy on the minute little from a galactic point of view day-to-day -day survival they've way transitioned past survival 
that's just doesn't exist. Yeah, that's yeah. There's no consideration. All right. Well, let's bring so, her yeah. in. Well, yeah. Why not? Let's play that game, shall we? And uh, we were chatting just before, and so there's some interesting stuff I think that she wanted to share today. So, okay. <sighs> let's just see where that goes. So. Sure. Thank you much of the welcomeness that we uh, be here in this space with you, this dimension, in this moment of uh, experience. For much is the collective experience of. Uh, of uh, the connected uh, universal realm that we are much connected in this space and this time. And we wish much to uh, assist you in the understanding of the uh, expansionness into the spherical nature of existence in uh, this of the universe, this much of the one universe, one verse that we are often speaking uh, with, speaking much about. We uh, are much joyfulness for being in this moment in the presence of uh, the energetic quality of uh, who you would be, in, be being with in this moment. Uh, we want to share with you the concept of the DNA that you have uh, much uh, connection with, uh, the DNA uh, concept that uh, much of the sciences are working with in this moment. And much of this, the DNA concept is uh, uh, is uh, connected into what you have referred to as the junkness of your DNA. There's not such a thing. There's no such junkness within the DNA construct. You must understand that every particle in the DNA construct is as much of the importance as you expand in the spherical nature of uh, evolution you will much uh, become more aware and awakened into this uh, DNA structure. One of the uh, issues that we, uh, that we as, uh, connect in with, with uh, your construct of the expansionness of, the, uh, of, uh, of your evolution is the, is the uh, compressing of the DNA. Uh, what we see very much often is that when you get into a, a state of uh, of uh, shrunken focus, when you get into the, uh, uh, the the concentrated focus on particular issues or problems or situations that are of the much smallness uh, nature, you compress the uh, DNA uh, strands, you compress your DNA. This compression then activates much of the memories that uh, uh, ones you wish to transition through and transition past. There is a construct that when you become in the relaxedness, when you release, when you breathe and let the, uh, let much of the memories, much of the uh, what you call a stressness in the brain uh, uh, released, you can start to expand much of the DNA. When the DNA is expanded, you are able to uh, connect in deeper with the universal construct. You are to remember then the, the oneness that we speak of. And you don't have much of the old memory issues and the, what you would call the uh, um, the extra stresses, the uh, 
um, trauma of the stress uh, within your physical form, within the experience of the energetic pattern of who you are. One of the things we wish you to understand is in the extension of the DNA, you begin to activate many other of the strands. Uh, right now in this duality existence that you find yourself in, you have seen that there is but the two strands of the DNA experience. We're here to inform you, to let you know that there's much more of the strands and that some of the existence of the people here now have been able to activate the four of the strands of this DNA construct. There are many more for you to activate. Uh, where we exist and, and the, the, the reason that we can have these conversations and we can connect in is partly due to the construct of our DNA versus the DNA that you exist in in this moment. We have been able to activate much of our DNA so that there is not the experience of the junkness that you, can, you speak of. Uh, we are in the activation, the fullest of the activation of this DNA construct. You will see that the DNA that makes up, uh, that uh, formulates uh, the codex for uh, the creation and existence of your experience, uh, you will find that as you uh, uh, expand past the uh, duality concept of the DNA, that you will be able to uh, awaken into a um, deeper understanding, a deeper connection, a deeper reality, uh, much more of the higher frequency nature. It is much like you have just the six strings in the guitar. You can play some beautiful music, but it's only uh, the six strings. When you expand your DNA, like uh, uh, playing on the piano, now you have many strings and you can make uh, even more expansive uh, music. Um, this is what we're inviting you to uh, step into. So the much of the first stepness is to expand your uh, threads of the DNA, not in the compression, but in the fullness of the uh, compression. This, uh, uh, extend out the DNA construct. In this way, you will begin to get more access to other realms, other um, dimensional uh, aspects of the DNA. And this is uh, one thing that is uh, true, that the DNA construct is multidimensional in nature. And this is something that your science has not yet uh, connected fully with or even uh, uh, understood the concept of uh, the DNA experience. It is your uh, portal, your gateway into the dimensional uh, aspects of reality, this and the sacred geometry. When you learn how to master both the, the DNA construct and the sacred geometry, you will then be a much closer, much more expansiveness and understand more of the construct of the universe. So what you are suggesting that we do is activate our DNA. So what I'm hearing you say is that at the moment, um, there's only a couple of strands that are active within our DNA and that we need to activate the rest. And the way that we activate the rest of our DNA is by relaxing. By What else? What, what else can we do to activate our DNA apart from meditation? Much of the activation is the spending time in this void concept where you are in the meditation space. But even in the active space, you uh, can continue to activate this uh, extended, um, uh, extended version of the DNA strands in each of your cells. Uh, this can be done by, uh, uh, by bringing your consciousness into a more expanded state. There is a, a, a uh, concept that um, 
Uh, one uh, can't move without the other. So the first uh, opportunity is to become of the greater awareness. When you uh, uh, sit in a greater awareness, you will feel the expansion. You will feel the DNA stretching as your uh, mind expands out. This has a twofold, uh, 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 a twofold uh, uh, response or reactivity. One is that you will be able to connect in deeper and see further. At the same time, the DNA will begin to expand. And in the same moment, that expansion will allow you to have more conscious expansion, more of the awareness state. It is the difficulty when you're in this uh, position where you are attempting to uh, break free from the mindscape of a connection, where the mindscape wishes to uh, keep you contained, uh, keep you in the what you would call the control state. And this is not the reality. You must uh, breathe and allow the expansiveness to uh, to uh, appear. So the, yes, you are correct. Is the one uh, aspect is to sit in the meditation space. The other aspect is in the breath. Is to breathe in and through and expand as you do the inner breath. Imagine the DNA just relaxing, just expanding out, just stretching like a uh, string, like a uh, piano string would uh, stretch out and just allow it to stretch out. Then as you are moving through the uh, existence that you find yourself in, uh, then the constant consciousness just to breathe, just to allow the depth of the breath and then allow the uh, stretching, allow the expansiveness. Uh, this is the uh, this is uh, what is happening to you on a much bigger scale than you can uh, um, uh, have the imagination of. Your uh, journey in this moment is the expansion, is to uh, feel, uh, fulfill into yourself. Uh, there is expansion from the thought process. There's the expansion from the heart process. There's expansion from the Dantian process. Um, and uh, there's the expansion from both the, the physical, mental, emotional, spiritual aspects, but very much in the physical is the expansion of the DNA. This will allow you to uh, connect in deeper with uh, the expansiveness of the universe. Mm -hmm. So what I heard you say is that apart from the meditation, when we are in the conscious state, as we're breathing in, we can imagine the expansion of the DNA. And you also mentioned sacred um, geometry. And so what is the best way to learn about sacred geometry for those of us who have very limited, limited information? Do we just Google the information and then just start practicing drawing? What do we actually do with the sacred geometry? How could we learn more about it? Now, as much that you can do with this concept and one that you uh, uh, would be best to have the engagement with, uh, because it is this uh, geometry, this sacred geometry, that is the energetic connection from the physical realm, the particle realm, into the universal uh, um, realm of the wave uh, function. Um, the uh, sacred geometry is the connection point between the two, and the DNA uh, integrates with, interacts with this sacred geometry. There is a very much uh, intimate and sacred relationship that the uh, geometry and uh, the uh, DNA uh, has in uh, the, uh, uh, the journey of uh, all of our expansion into this universe. So it is much of the importance that you begin to interact with, uh, begin to have the relationship with. Uh, and uh, much is the best uh, 
the best opportunity for this is in the drawing of the, this concept. One of the most important uh, geometries that we left here with you, for you, and behind uh, when uh, once we were here is the uh, flower of life uh, concept, the flower of life uh, drawing. Within the flower of life is every geometry that uh, that is required. Uh, therefore, the uh, exercise we would uh, invite you to participate in is the drawing of the uh, flower of life image. Uh, uh, there is a much of a meditative process when you draw this image. And we would invite you to draw this uh, many times, many times, uh, many times, because this will help to open up portals and the gateway into this more expansive reality of existence. Um, this is uh, something that must be experienced. And we would invite you to have this of the drawingness of the flower of life uh, image, uh, because as we mentioned that every geometry is uh, located in this image. It is the most important image we could have left behind. and much of the access, much of the information that is stored in this image uh, has remained much of the secrets because until your consciousness reaches certain uh, expansiveness, uh, uh, the many of the uh, information in this sacred drawing is much of the hiddenness. This was to make sure that you were in the safeness, uh, that your consciousness was ready to much receive this information. Mm -hmm. And uh, in this moment, we know this is much of the truth and this is time for you to, uh, to experience this, to travel into the center of this uh, image, this uh, flower of life image. This holds much of the secrets that you are looking for, that you much are searching for in this moment. Mm. Thank you so much. So um, what I'm hearing is that um, what we need to do is draw the flower of life and just allow ourselves to just be drawn into the flower of life. So sit down with a piece of paper, with a pencil, with a pen, draw the flower of life. And then the other thing we need to do is as we're breathing in, we consciously expand our DNA just by intending it. Have I got that right in terms of the two things that we need to do? This is uh, much of the uh, assistance. This uh, will much help you in the expansiveness. Uh, when you are with the uh, drawing of this the flower of life image, we would ask that you do much of the slowness. Just very much take your time. You will understand why this is important when you begin the process. Uh, much of the rushingness uh, collapses the flower of life image and so it does not uh, appear like uh, uh, it does not appear as itself we would uh, request that as you draw this you breathe in through you expand the uh, dna construct and you allow the drawing allow the the geometry to uh, to uh, share the magicness the wisdom the deep understanding you will uh, awaken parts of you that you have not uh, uh, connected with, not understood before. This uh, will begin to assist in the very much expansiveness of the consciousness state, the information state, the knowledge and wisdom state. For within this uh, sacred image is much of the information of the universe all contained in this one uh, particle of information. So when you begin the drawing, you will understand what we are sharing here. Mm, thank you so much. Thank <laughs> you. Um... For coming in Amid and um, definitely going to be going to be doing those things that you've suggested.
So thank mm. you so much. Mm, it is March with the pleasure that we come here and March with the gratitude that you are being in this place to be of the receptive nature, to be in the expansive state of uh, of uh, uh, awakening and activating the deeper part of who you are. You must remember that all of this information is stored within you. Uh, there is nothing that you don't already know or understand. This is a process of activation. Is a process of the remembering. This is a grand time of this construct of the remembering and the activation. The awakening has already appeared and has already been happening. Now is the time for the activation, for you to begin to expand more into yourself, into the grander, more cosmic, uh, galactic version of yourself. And within this, we are here to invite you back to uh, the universal of family of the light. This is what we come here. This is the gift we wish to provide to you because it's time for you to come home into this knowledge, into this wisdom. This is the moment. This is the time. We are much happiness, much joy, much love for each and every one in this uh, journey. Uh, we understand that this uh, theme park has been much of the difficult nature. But this is part of the expansive growth. This is uh, what you would say is taking uh, taking uh, one for the team, this concept you have that you chose to be here to help in this expansive nature. We are back here to help you to remember, to help you to reactivate uh, the truth of exactly who you are. Within this, uh, the, the light is bright, the light is, is shining. Uh, it's, like, uh, it's like turning on a beacon when you are activated, uh, your beacon is shining. This is when the, much of the connection can reappear and the remembering can unfold. This is where you begin to activate every aspect of you, including the DNA construct we discussed. We are much of the joy and the gratitude. Thank you. Fine. How are you feeling? Oh, good. That's good. That's a little good. bit teary today. I don't know why. Okay. Whenever it's been, whenever it's, yeah, the bigger it is, the more I feel like that. So I think it's just releasing. Yeah. Just releasing. It's, it's all good. It's all perfect. It's all perfect. Yeah. So how did we go today? Good. She's given us two tasks. <laughs> okay. Good, That's good. Two things we need to do. The first one is... Uh, we need to activate our DNA. Um, my understanding from what you said is that as we breathe in, like apart from the obvious, which is the meditation state, mm. um, even when we're not meditating, when we're just breathing, just mm. as we're breathing in to intentionally act, um, expand our DNA. So mm. just basically nice. say that. Like we don't we even think about things like that. So No, no. Because we're no, only using good. a very limited part of what's available to us so Tiny. yeah so what do you think will happen once we we've got other dna strands activated marcus oh, i just think we start having greater awareness of what's really going on you know right now you know like a radio station we're tuned to one radio station the two-dimensional version or whatever and i think as you connect in more of these things you all of a sudden hear more radio stations because there's a million playing all at the same time, like on the radio, right? There's so many different channels. And uh, 
we're not here necessarily to listen to one channel at a time. I think we're here to listen to multiple channels all at the same time and that creates this beautiful frequency and vibration and then all of a sudden we get to see more of what's really out there. Yeah. Are you sort of saying with that, you know, in in terms of hooking into more radio stations that as an example, somebody – you, you know, when we're connecting with somebody and they've just been thinking about us, so we're hooked yeah, totally. that you know, totally. we, we can sort of mind read when someone is thinking something. I know that my that's, ability to do that is like expanded out of this world. Oh, totally, totally. <laughs> I think that's part of it, but I think it's actually even seeing things, you know, actually seeing uh, interdimensionally, actually seeing, you know, one of the things she's often talked about is that they're coming back again. Right? They're going to come back. They were here in ancient Egyptian times. They've been here before that um, and that they're coming back. And uh, until we're at a consciousness, it's not safe for them. You know, they have to drop their frequency quite low to appear in a physical form here, right? And that's really dangerous because as they drop, as they drop their frequency, they become more solid. Therefore, they can be killed or can be captured and, you know, stuff like that can happen. But if our consciousness raises, then they don't have to drop as much and we can meet like halfway. I mean, we're not going to meet halfway because we're not there yet, but do you know what I mean? We meet halfway where they, they may not appear absolutely solid like a human being, but they'll appear like, yeah, we'll be able to see the translucent nature of the beings. Can't wait. That sounds exciting. Yeah. And as we expand more, they will become more solid. So as we expand into the next, right, they become more solid. Um, uh, Yeah, so that's, I think, one. that's just one of the cool little opportunities, apart from having more deeper wisdom and knowledge and actually saying, you know, one of the big things that she's talked a lot about is truth, this concept of truth. And uh, as we expand, we step more into truth, right, because there's theoretically a universal truth of what's really, you know, how it really is and what's really happening. And we're so far from it, it's not funny. And so as we expand, we step more into that truth, you know. And I think we have concepts of the truth, like, you know, that, you know, obviously love is the most powerful energy in the universe, but what that really means. We don't really know what that means. We have an earthly concept of it. I love you, you love me, I love my car, I love, (laughs) you know, I love these things. But... I think as you expand, you start to feel into more of that. What does that really mean? And and then it doesn't get tarnished by all the BS that often these things have been tarnished by. You know, that whole love thing is is really tarnished on the planet, you know. Um, and and as you expand more into the fullness of this, you, spend, you expand more into the truth of, well, what does that mean? What does the I love you words actually mean? Or what does love mean? And I don't think we just expand more into that. And then things that we do that maybe you and I and maybe other people think are just silly and stupid, hurting each other, killing things, blah, 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 then become absurd. Yeah. Like then become, hang on, then you go into a concept where you don't even get that. So you move past the dimension into a new realm of dimension where those things, you just can't fathom it. You know, and I mean, you know, they've been through the journey, but other planetary systems and other channel beings, you know, they sit there and they go, we, we find it difficult to understand the concepts that you're dealing with because they've moved past, like they're just, they're not even in their realm anymore, Like they're not even in the consciousness. The, the fact that people can war and fight and hurt each other is not even in their consciousness. Like yeah. it doesn't make any logical sense. No, it doesn't. It doesn't even to us. No. Even, even but, to us, it's like unbelievable that this is still happening. But the other and, thing that, yeah. 
that um, Amid talked about was sacred uh, geometry. Sacred geometry. And the flower yeah, of life. Right behind me, yeah, flower of life on both sides. <laughs> I went through um, like a few weeks where I was drawing it for a while and then I sort of yeah. stopped because I thought, oh, well, nothing's happening. So, so um, how long are we, you know, is our ego mind prepared to be doing this before we go, yeah, actually there's a portal opening? Exactly. That's exactly right. And I think the way to do it is slowly, really slowly. And then once you've finished it, do it again. And once you've finished it, do it again. And once you've finished it, do it again. Every time I've found I've done it, I don't know, it just opens something else up. And it might not, you know, again, our ego mind or our earthly mind expects the minute we finish it that, the, the I don't know, some magic will happen. And it's like, oh, nothing much happened. I drew something. It was fun, yeah. I suppose. But but what you don't notice is the effect that it is having on you, which which is that it's in a deeper part of you. And so then what happens is one day you're talking like this and you say something profound and you go, I, want, I don't know where that came from. Wow. Okay. Do you know what I mean? That's the experience you have, not the instant experience. Because again, our two-dimensional world wants instant gratification, instant experience. So I draw it, I should have an awakening moment and go, oh my God, ah, it's all happening. But that's not how it works. Yeah, like it opens anything, a, like yeah. anything we do. <sighs> it's not okay. how it works. It so, opens a deeper part of us. And the more we're with it, and I have them beside me and I have them on the table and I'm just, I've got sacred, flower of life everywhere. I wear a pendant of flower of life. Mm -hmm. I have it ev everywhere because A, it's a reminder, but B is it does activate stuff. And so often now when I teach and stuff, I say things and I go, I have no, I, I don't know where that came from. Was it channeled? Was it just a part of me that woke up? Mm -hmm. So do you draw it anymore or you don't draw it anymore? Or? Uh, sometimes I draw and I still do from time to time. Um, and I, I'm often drawing it when I'm teaching because I'm talking to people about geometry. So I have to draw it out to show how it unfolds and the creation cycle. And so there's quite a bit in the teaching that has me drawing it anyway. So I am drawing it often. Okay. And every time I draw it, I find something else out. I work, I realize something else about it and, it's kind of fascinating to watch how things just keep opening up. But again, it's not, it's not this instant gratification opening up. It's just this gentle awareness, you know, that I might just be wondering and then all of a go, oh, wow, that, oh, that concept and that thing, wow, that's kind of cool. And yeah, that's okay. how it appears. So well, that's, that's something that we can all do. Those, those two things are very simple yeah. that we can all do, which is one is, is as we're breathing, we're breathing and we intentionally say out out aloud or inside of ourselves let's expand our dna and activate our yeah, dna just, just stretch it out it's like stretch stretching it out, it out you know it's just out. like and imagine, oh, just imagine, imagine it just relaxing and stretching out. out because yeah the dna does shrink when we're stressed and when we're you know and that compresses memories um because a lot of memories are held in dna and so as we stretch it out, it just relaxes everything and it just allows us to tap into wisdom and all sorts of stuff. I love it. And then the second thing is, you know, let's do some drawing. Let's do some yeah. with childlike curiosity really slowly. Totally. Really that's slowly. the important thing. Child, that's a great thing to say. Childlike curiosity is the key with it, you know. And often when I draw it, I do one circle and then I stop and, and just look at the circle even at the very first circle, right? Because it's easy to miss the first circle because it's like, oh, I've got to get the drawing done. And, and often our head will go, I've got to get the picture done. But you draw one circle and you just stop and look at the circle and go, well, that's interesting. What is that? And I just feel, be with it. And then draw the second one and go, wow, what's appeared 
in this second drawing. And so much appears in the second, we call it the second rotation. So each circle is a rotation. And the way I draw it is I go up from the center circle and then I go left to right, so anti-clockwise as opposed to clockwise. Anti-clockwise is a really good way to go with the flower of life for some reason. Um, and yeah, the first circle, second circle, stop on the second circle and go, what can I see within this image? Or what am I sensing as I go to the second circle? Then the third circle and go, okay, what now unfolds in the third rotation? Um, and just, yeah, and just slowly go around. There are lots of people, you know, showing how to draw the flower of life. Um, and it's, I always think it's hilarious because those that draw really fast, muck it up. Like it's really easy to not have it be precise and, and be a bit skewed and it's not, it's, it's really. Do you use a glass to do it? Yeah, generally a glass or a compass. You know the little compasses yeah. you got at school? Compass yeah. is the best way to do it. Don't do it on computer. It has to be hand-drawn. Okay. Computers are a really bad way to do it because um, you just don't get the same energetic quality as if you, if you draw it. Okay. Um, yeah. I've got it. I've got a two-hour plane flight on Friday, so ah, I'm gonna, perfect. I'm perfect time to draw. <laughs> totally perfect time where you're just sitting and you can just be. You know, it's best not to rush it. Don't do it in a 15-minute slot between stuff. Don't do. It's a lazy Sunday afternoon. I'm just going to sit on the ground. Good to sit on the ground or just you know sit and just go. I'm just going to spend whatever amount of time it takes. If it takes me half an hour to do it, great. If it takes me two hours to do it, that's fine too. Thank you, Marcus. Oh, thank you, Eleni, and thank you, everybody, for listening and tuning in. And yeah, a couple of wonderful tips there in terms of expanding our awareness and activating mm. our DNA yeah. and increasing our vibration, totally. which really are not going to take too much time to do. So that's all for today's episode of Galactic Guidance. Thanks for tuning Yay. in. We hope you Thanks. enjoyed it. If you did, yes. please subscribe to this channel, leave us a comment, share it with your friends. Oh. And until next time. This is Marcus and Eleni. Thanks for tuning in to Galactic Guidance. We hope you loved it. And if you did, please subscribe to the podcast. And we would so love it if you also shared it with your friends. Until next time, remember to stay connected to your own inner guidance and trust the journey ahead.